All right. Welcome to Breaking Free Podcast, a body, mind, spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Seitz. And today I have Allison Chavez as a, as a guest today on this podcast. She's going to talk to us a lot about following um, your true north. And I invited her today because she is quite the influencer that I've uh, seen and been influenced by myself in empowering ourselves as women, as people. I think it's beyond being a woman um, in and allowing ourselves to kind of get out of our own way. That was one of our topics recently on this podcast and just allowing life to flow toward us for us. Um, but I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit more and kind of who she is and what she does professionally. And then we'll get more into this topic. Summer, thank you so much for having me on. I am so lit up by this conversation and I'm just, I'm honored. I'm honored to spend some time with you and that you're sharing me with your audience. It, it, what a sacred privilege. And I'm so excited to be here. And as Summer said, I'm Allison Chavez and I'm a prosperity and success coach for ambitious God-centered or spiritually minded women who really want to get out of their own way, who want to learn how to lead with their feminine. What does that look like? What does that even mean? but they also want to learn how to harness the power of their thoughts and leverage the power of the universe so that they're no longer doing the heavy lifting. They're no longer feeling like they're pushing the river so that they can get to that next level of success in all areas of their life without having to struggle their way to it. And that is my mission. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) I I mean, really. And I think that's true, right? We can, we can align our thoughts with, and our our system with and really use whatever our spirituality is where we can, mm-hmm. we can leverage that. I love that you use that word, leverage that to help us. I mean, the universe wants to work with us, right? It wants to kind of collaborate with us if we really understood that. Yes. So much, so much, you know, and, and we're here to be co-creators with God and with the universe. And we learn a whole lot about manifesting and mechanics of manifesting, but what, what I teach in summer, what I really think what you're about as well is that next level of actual co-creation and knowing your part and doing your part and only your part, and then letting God and the universe do their part as well. And then life just gets really magical, really fast. I love that. And, you know, it's interesting because Allison has been with us um, at Whole Women League. So this is kind of a derivative of Whole Women League. This is part of Whole Women League, which is a larger group um, that I podcast with. And you did a, uh, a kind of a prosperity conversation with us, like a blog post, gosh, a long time ago. And you probably like, whatever, I don't remember that's been so long, <laughs> but you did. And back then, and, and, and I've even seen you kind of explode since then, as I've watched, I've really seen you go through a transformation. And yeah. since this podcast is all about transformation, I really kind of want to start there because we get authentic and real here, right? We go through that. Mm-hmm. I call it the dark night. Sometimes we have to kind of descend before we ascend a little bit. And I think that happens for everyone before mm-hmm. And I like to normalize that because wherever somebody is in the process, sometimes they're doing a real excavation work. They're trying to get out of the, like, let things go, shed things that are kind of getting in their way. And then they start to explode. Right. So Mm -hmm. I kind of, maybe you could give us a little bit of your journey to, to doing this work, maybe where you've been and where you are now. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? That excavation is absolutely part of the journey. It is it is part, it's part of the whole process. So I've been doing this for about a decade. I've been a mentor for over 20 years, but I started my own online company about nine years ago. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I was just told to do it. And so I did it. And within about two years, I scaled my company to multiple six figures. So I was making about 20, $25,000 a month. And I had never made that kind of money before 
ever. And I did it through grit and through struggle and through massive amounts of anxiety and beliefs that this was too big for me and that I wasn't enough. And I had something to prove. And it was the hardest thing that I have ever done because I didn't have the right beliefs and I didn't have the right mindset to support me in what I was wanting to create. And since our beliefs will, and our results will always match each other, my company within a couple of years started to topple and the harder I worked, the faster it fell. And, oh yeah, it was, <laughs> it was amazing. It's painful, right? It was, it, it was so painful. I, we yeah. did a financial free fall for two years. Wow. It was, it was, um, filled with terror, uh, absolute yeah. terror. And when the dust finally settled, I, I lovingly refer to it now as like the financial apocalypse in my family, when the dust settled and we were in, like, we were $1,500 behind in our bills every month. We ended up in a chapter 13 bankruptcy. I was beating myself up all day, every day about what a huge screw up I was and look how I hurt my family and look at the devastation I caused. And when I find that like calm down enough, I had this rare moment of clarity where I realized, man, I was in a lot of anxiety before we had a lot of money. And then I was in a lot of anxiety when we had a lot of money. So I don't think money is the common denominator to my anxiety and my struggle. I really think that I'm the common denominator here. Mm. And I knew about mindset. My gosh, Summer, I taught it. <laughs> like, right. like if somebody should know better, it should have been me. And I realized, you know, I am so powerful. I created this. I created this and I didn't mean to. So can you imagine how powerful I could be if I meant to create what it was I created. And so I actually put my, put my business on the side burner for a little bit. I got a part-time job as a crossing guard. I got a full-time job in shipping and receiving, and I got to work, but I got to work on my mind. And I just started clearing out all of that clutter. And I remember sitting in my office one time, just feeling that pain and feeling that regret. And the thought came to me so clearly, Allison, do you want to be one of the greats? And I said, yes, I do. And God said, this is part of it. Every single person who became great had to go through this part as well. The darkness and the fall yes. apart. Why do you think that you're above that? Why do you think that this can be spared you? And, and it, I mean, God talks to me really directly, but it was filled with a whole lot of love. There was no censure. There was no shame, shame on you, but it was just like, right. if you want to be part of it, like if you're crossing the bridge, this is the toll to cross the bridge. Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to figure out how to create prosperity without struggling? your way to it, even if it takes you 50 years. And even if you lose everything you had. And I remember I just had this resolve, just this came right into my gut. And I just said, yes, I will. I'll do whatever is required. I'll do whatever is required. And that's when things just started to turn around. I learned how to change my subconscious beliefs. I learned how money actually works on an energetic level, a spiritual level, and a feminine level. And learning those two things just turned everything around. So I appreciate that you've watched the explosion and the transformation because it has, we went from bankrupt to $232,000 in six months. Then we, then we went to half a million in a pandemic and a million the next year. And so I like, love it. I mean, I don't, I wonder, I mean, I don't know as people are listening, I think people are coming here for emotional transformation, but what I've learned in my own personal work, my husband's also um, a CEO of a business and we've had times where the business, um, actually I've taught him a lot of these principles, right? A lot of what time we mm -hmm. teach these things to our spouses. And just recently he came to me and said, 
I was holding my own self back. That's what was happening. I was, and, and he, as he did the work, right. Did this conscious belief work. He meditates now. He loves meditation. He's more consistent than I am actually, which is really interesting <laughs> because men, when they start to become conscious, oh my goodness, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And now even actually, as we speak, I think his business has tripled in size in like two months. Um, it's just been crazy. And I felt this need to kind of, you know, um, we are, we, we have already plans to start a foundation next year as we kind of have an exit. And then and we have big plans, right. For this yeah. service and love, because everything leads to service and love. As you know, mm-hmm. money has a particular purpose in God and it's service and love. Yes. Can we just highlight that? Yes. It, and it's here to help you grow and it's yes. here to bless your life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not that we don't have fun and that we don't, you know, do wonderful things and that, that many of that's denied us, but I think it depends on the meaning of it, right? If it's about your ego and it's about trying to make you look better and, and be something right externally, then you get to go do that deep work inside where you get to go. I'm enough. Money is just an energy that I get to kind of be myself with. Right. Well, absolutely. And what I learned for myself is that I had made money source. I'd, I'd yeah. made money, my God, and people get really triggered by that. But 98% of people have made money, their God. And they're like, well, what does that well, not, I don't worship money, but if you live and die by your paycheck or by how much your bank is in your bank account, you've made money, your source rather than God or the universe, your higher power, your actual source money's just a channel it's, and it's got to have a purpose in order for it to come. And that, and that purpose has to be for your growth. It's not so that you can pay all the bills it's not even so that you can serve mankind. It's, it's so that you can grow. And because, because as you grow, you naturally want to bless other people's lives. You naturally want to serve, but when, but when our bank account or the boss or the inheritance or the unemployment or like whatever is coming and you, you're like, I can't do that because there's no money in the account or there's not enough in the account. Then that right there tells me, Oh, you've, you've made your, you've made your, your money, your source, and you will never have enough to feel safe. You, you just never will. Cause that's not a need that money fills. Love that. Love that. You know, it's so interesting because my daughter, my, the, the podcast that's going to drop, which hasn't yet, but will drop right before this one. I, I share a story about my daughter. So the listeners will have probably heard her. You can go back one podcast and listen to it. But <laughs> um, where I asked her, what's the purpose of life to my daughter, who's 15. And she said, you know, mom, I think there's a lot of different purposes, but ultimately she said, Allison, what you just said, she said, we're here to grow. We're here to expand. And the fact that my 15 year old gets that. And then of course, universe echoes things. Have you noticed that you get one witness, you get two, you get three. And so my dear friend, my dear friend, Antonio, who lives in Venezuela, who has gone through a deeper dive lately, like, and he's been on the podcast as well, just trying to figure out who he is and working on things said the same, you know, that he found out. It's the same by just looking at what's the purpose of a tree. He and I love trees. We have this thing with trees. And so he told me somewhere, if you ask the purpose of a lumber, what's the tree? Or you ask the purpose of, you know, the work who's sitting under the tree, they'll all give you a different purpose. It's for shade. It's for building. You know, the tree has many purposes, right? So this is a story to me. But then he ultimately said, but the tree's purpose, if you ask the tree is to grow. And it does all of those things by growing. Right. And I think that's the truth, right? As I've grown and I've just been on the journey of growth it's been amazing for me to see what I reach, you know, I reach people because I learned something and I teach it to them or Mm -hmm. isn't that interesting. Yes. Yes. And, and, and creative expression too. Like it's for your growth. It's for your expansion. It's for creative expression because God can express himself more fully in you when you have all the tools you require to be able to express yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that. So some of the tools that you offer, some of the mindsets, because I know you have a book can you, that you have that's out there. Maybe you can tell I us about can. that. That gives people hacks and really gives them some perspective on this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's called the prosperity approach and you can go over to alisonchavis.com and, and pick up a copy for that digitally or, um, the paperback version of it. And it really is like a different approach to life. We are, we've been taught the scarcity approach and as women, we've been taught the masculine approach as well. And so not only do we have like all the scarcity that there's not enough and we got to have more. And then it's just like this work and this push and just keep doing more and more and more. And it's never enough, but then we've got the masculine that we're trying to create in all the time, which leaves us feeling like we're a worn out rag because we're in that constant do and we're in the hustle and we're in like productivity and all of that. And, and masculine energy is an energy of creation and feminine energy is an energy of creation. And we must balance those two energies so that we have like the full energies of creation, but as women, we're designed to lead out in our feminine and we're not taught to do that. In fact, we live in a society that really like celebrates and reveres the masculine and devalues and dismisses the feminine. The feminine is about pleasure. The feminine is about play. How often do we as women feel guilty because we went and played and we didn't get our work done? Love that. Oh my gosh. You know, when I feel the truth and you probably have the same it resonates from the top of my head all the way through my mid midline, right? That energy channel. And I just uh -huh. felt that when you said that. So I just want to highlight the truth of that statement, like how important it is for us to lead with our feminine and to kind of reevaluate our beliefs around what we believe it means to be a woman, to be feminine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my word. We're taught feminine is silly. We're taught that it's frivolous. We're taught not to really have emotions or if we have emotions, we have to keep them in this really, really tiny, small box. But we're, we're meant to lead out with our emotions to feel big, to feel the light really big and even to feel the dark really big. It's we're here to experience contrast. And when, when I was talking about like true north, what true north is for a woman is her desire. So if we we're governed by the clock and we're governed by our to-do lists and we overschedule ourselves so much every day that most of our to-do list just gets moved to the next day. So we start the day in defeat. We feel defeated all day long. We go to bed in defeat, but then like we're ambitious, right? So like, we're going to just hit it harder and get up earlier and like do all the things. And yet we're, we're unfulfilled and we're numbing and we're escaping and we feel purposeless. And all we want is well, we want chocolate and we want our girlfriends <laughs> and we want our strength. We go to that friends. like child place, right? Where we kind of need we to, do. yeah, we need do. To, we're not adult divine women. Then we're like little girls in those spaces. Right. Right. Yeah. And all of those things like the chocolate and the, and the girlfriends and the stretchy pants, like those things bring us pleasure. Right. But we don't allow them to bring us pleasure. We don't allow that to enhance our life. We use it to escape our life. Mm -hmm. And then we feel guilty because we're escaping. So anything that has to do with pleasure, we, we connect with guilt because that's what we're conditioned to do. I mean, why do you think they're called guilty pleasures? Oh, I it's love that. To make it's us true. feel guilty about everything. But our, our compass, our true north is our desire. It's what we want. That's what drives women is our desire. And the roadmap to that is pleasure. Oh, thank, you know, and again, I love that you bring up this concept of pleasure because right where we are in the podcast right now is we're starting to talk about human sexuality mm -hmm. and we're starting to uncover that 
which is often the elephant in the room for a lot of women. When I, as a therapist, when I, as honestly, as a therapist with men and women, I mean, I sit with couples, Hey, you've been married 15 years and you came for marital counseling. Why has nobody talked about sexuality yet? It's a huge part of your life, but yet you're not even talking about it. You're so fearful Mm -hmm. of it. You're so ashamed of it. And it's so interesting how I, you know, I bring my own journey to this. I went through that journey too, right. To really acknowledge where I had turned off, right. This, that, that it's okay to have desire to, to have intentionality about it, to have desires as a female, because sexuality is a part of the expression, right. And, and, and it can be desire things that are non-sexual, but I do think that that's a piece, right. And I think that we look at that, right. Where do we connect? How do we connect physically? How do we connect emotionally? It, I think the sexuality piece is the biggest piece of mm-hmm. it as well. And it's the scariest piece as well, because the way women connect to God is through sex. It, it is when, and, and our, am I okay to say the, oh, yeah, please. <laughs> I just thought that you just said that. Let's get that out <laughs> when, a woman has a, when a woman has an orgasm. Oh, I say much more triggering words, but we'll just stay with the quote safe ones today. But when a woman, when a woman will allow herself pleasure and will allow and like to feel it in her body and will allow an orgasm, it literally connects her with heaven. It opens up the the crown chakra, which is on your top of your head. Mm -hmm. And it literally connects you with heaven. And that's where you get inspiration afterwards. If you've ever had just a really beautiful sexual experience and you feel like suddenly you've got like all these ideas that come to you, you literally connect to heaven through pleasure. And through, you know, it's so interesting because somehow the male conversation has been, that's okay. Right. The idea yeah. that men can connect men are sexual beings and they need that. And they're not going to be regulated if they don't have this in their lives. But like, it's as if women don't need that and we shouldn't need that, or that's shameful. And you just said it like, yeah, that's the truth of it. And yet how many women in the sound of my voice right now, that was really shocking to you, right. Or overwhelming to you. And I just be aware of that. Just be curious about that. Yes. Yeah, from. And thank you for like bringing that up because this conversation is going to trigger a lot of women, but, but I know that as you up level and as you get to those next levels of success without struggling through it, things need to shake up. They need to shake off and they need to shake out. And so it's okay. If you're feeling a little bit up right now, it's, it's actually really beautiful. Like we, we live in shame with our bodies. Like we we're taught, don't even touch certain parts of your body except, but men get to touch any part of our body that they want, like our spouse, our partner, like it's all fair game for them. And so what does that teach us? as women that, that has come. And by the way, I love men. All right. I'm married to a man. I've been married to him for almost 25 years. I love him so much. We've created three boys together and a girl together. Like I love men. So this is not me like sticking it to the man. What, what I'm talking about are systems and, and, and people who have stolen power. And then like wielded that power in in unhealthy ways for thousands and thousands of years. And so we've just had this conditioning as women that we are to be ashamed of our bodies, that we are here only in service to men. And that like, like what you just said, some are like when men have to be regulated by sex and, and like, you're here to please your man. And like, whenever he wants it, then give it to him. And, you know, and if he doesn't want it, then, and you do, then, then make sure that like, always make sure his needs are met regardless of what those needs are. But ours are like, so far down on the list, if they even make the list, 
because we're taught to just to devalue ourselves and our desires and that, and that we're here, not, not for us, but that we're here for everybody except for us. And it just, it breaks my heart. It broke my heart when I realized I was living into that. And then I see every other woman that I'm with that's living into that. And that's not how God and the universe want it to be. It's not how it, it's not how we're divinely designed to create. We're, you know, and I love that we're designed to create together, right? And so when yes. two, when two become one, right? The idea in sexuality, right? When two become one, my husband and I talk about this all the time because I think where <laughs> it's funny, I had to go on a retreat and we tell this story. I had to go on a retreat with my girlfriend, Karen. She'll laugh that I share this, but because she had more, I felt empowerment in this area. And I said, okay, Karen, we got to address my elephant in the room. I feel like she's a, she's a beautiful Christian woman. I knew that she had more empowerment in this area than me. I said, I feel like my sexual life isn't what I want it to be. It's not bad. It could be better. And I think, you know, I just owned that. Mm-hmm. And I said, what, what do I need to do differently? Like, how does this need to go for me? Right. Cause this is about me. I want to empower myself. And And at the end of this conversation, we had many conversations, but it was all about playfulness. She talks about all the ways that she brought playfulness into her marriage. And then she said, and then I said, wait, it's not, I said, it's not that like, I need to do anything different or be different. She's like, no, Summer, you just don't receive. And I was like, whoa, like you don't receive. And I went back and I talked to my husband about this. I said, I feel like I don't trust. I don't receive. I don't let go. And he's like, bingo, bingo, bingo. He's like, He's like, where can I sign you up for more conversations with Karen? Like go be with her as much as you want. But he was like, look, I'm not looking for you necessarily to be any different. I'm looking for you to trust and open up. And he's like, and when you are joyful, when you enjoy it, I enjoy it. And he, he, he was yes. like, I don't actually care about my enjoyment. He's like the divine masculine. And this is my husband speaking. He's like, Summer, the divine man wants to know he's fully satisfied you. He's like, I get so much joy out of knowing that you, he's like, I don't even care. He's like, sometimes that is the orgasm for me is to know that you had such a good experience and that I provided that. And he's like, I, he's like that, that lights me up. And I'm like, wow. I, and I think that's really true. When I talk to men, they're like, yeah, I can be satisfied, but if she's not like, it's not complete. Yeah. And, and you know why? So any healthy male is wanting, is going to want to please his woman because the masculine is here to serve the feminine. And we've got it all backwards. We've been taught it backwards. So it disempowers women. It frustrates and disempowers men. And we feel completely disconnected from absolutely everything, but the masculine is here to serve the feminine. My husband is just like yours Mm. where he wants me he, he takes great pleasure in pleasuring me, great pleasure and delight in serving me and honoring me and, and helping me to have a really fantastic sexual experience and sensual experience with him. And it feels like somebody needs to hear this. We get shut down when we heard, when we hear you need to receive because mm. we're like, what I'm trying to receive. I'm trying to receive. Do you know that receive means experience? That's what receive means. Yeah, absolutely. To me, that's what it does mean. Yeah. It's not about about being there. Here's my body for you, right? That's not what receive means. Absolutely not. Right. It's what are you experiencing? If you're, if you're going to receive a compliment, then you experience that compliment rather than deflecting it right back. Oh, same to you. Just you receive it and experience by saying, thank you. And that's all. 
So what are you experiencing from day to day? You know, and, and even when we talk about sensuality, not even sexuality, even women will shut down with the, with sensuality, but sensuality is just being connected to your body and all your senses. That's another, that's that's other ways that we experience and receive pleasure is through all of our senses, which then uh, give us more permission to then receive more pleasure through our sexuality and through sex and lovemaking with our partner. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you and I feel so passionate about this because I think in the sound of our voice, we understand that I would say probably 60% maybe 70% of women that I know I talk to you don't actually either feel comfortable to have this conversation, number one, or number two, they just have no idea because again, it's not in the mindset. It's not taught. It's not generally known. There's actually a lot of books. I, I, um, a lot of books that, uh, I was listening to a podcast recently talking about how books, you know, written like 10 years ago, they're like, yeah, these are experts in sexuality. Yeah. But guess what? They have it all wrong. You all bought that book about how to please your man, how to be, and guess what that book that's not actually acknowledging what we know in science. That's not acknowledging what we actually know works. And so you, you did it because you wanted to have a better sexual experience because you wanted, let's be honest, you love your spouse. You wanted, you do want to please your spouse. We want to please each other. And it actually isn't working because when we don't, we're not true to our true North, right? Our own hearts, right. we can't actually please each other. I can't please you in inauthenticity. Right. Eventually I, I as you know, we, we develop resentment. We develop shutdown, right? We have blocks, but, but here's the thing. We don't even know what brings us pleasure right? as women. So like, how can we expect our man to bring us pleasure and to serve the way they want to serve us when we don't even know what, what we have pleasure and all we know is like that felt good. So I should shut that down. You know, that whole, if it turns you on, turn it off. No, as a woman, your turn on doesn't mean horny. All right. If you're a 17 year old boy, then turned on means horny, not as a woman turned on means that you're connected to your light and your radiance. So like these kinds of conversations that I'm having with you right now, Summer, I am totally turned on right now because I am lit up inside it. Like my heart is like, yes. I love yes. that concept of turned on as light. Cause we often talk to women about light, like be the light follow the light, connect to your light. I just saw a post about that today. Like follow the light, right? Get out of the darkness. But this is one of the ways we do that, right? Yes. This is the fastest, best way for us to do this because this is how we are divinely designed. We are meant to create differently from men. Mm. Men and women are different in every cell of our bodies. We are meant to lead out with pleasure and playfulness and those things that turn us on. But like, we don't even know, like, what is the light? Like, what, what does, what does make me feel lit up inside and go to your five senses like that? I would just, I would, I would invite you to take a piece of paper out and just start writing down. What things do you love to look at? What do you, what sounds do you love to hear? What do you, what foods do you just love to eat that you'll allow yourself to eat? What kind of fabrics do you love to feel against your skin? What do you love to smell? Like, let's start just getting really dialed in on how we will receive pleasure. And then let's just start going deeper on that. I love that. So you do a lot with people to remove blocks. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that because I love everything you just said, but for the woman who's starting at, cause I've been there and I'm going to say that to the group, right? A lot of people have heard the term good girl syndrome. I think I had that in my early stages, right? I had been mm-hmm. taught. 
I had subconscious beliefs about how it wasn't okay to feel pleasure. Like you said, if it turns you on, turn it off. I think that was, I don't know. I didn't say it that way to myself, but I would think that would be the essence of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as I felt like I had to always cover my bodies cause I was concerned about whether my, my physical body would be overly attractive to a male, right. These types of things. Um, it became very difficult then when I became married to all of a sudden then become a sensual sexual being, because I honestly didn't know how. And I would always tell my husband, I feel like a 12 year old girl trying to have sex with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't work. Cause she doesn't want it. She just wants to watch a Hallmark movie, be alone. And can we, you know what I mean? It just, it didn't work. And so I had to grow into womanhood. I would say I've arrived but I had to go through and do the work. So let's talk a little bit about what it is to do this work. Cause I think some women are starting at that. I don't actually feel connected to that at all. And it scares me. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause especially if you have a religious background or if you have faith base, which I love, I do. My faith is part of my identity. We right. run this good girl syndrome and, and good girls don't do naughty things. Right. Yeah. And so do what I would say, take it to God pray about it. I had to, if you're not a praying person and you want to connect with the universe, then meditate. That's a perfect way to connect with God and connect with the universe, connect with your higher power and just ask, you know, it's interesting. Women have an, an organ on their body. Whose only function is pleasure only that's it. It doesn't make a baby. It doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't do anything. If, if, if a man, if a man receives pleasure, its purpose is to create a baby women's is not interesting. If you believe your, if you believe your body is designed by God, then pleasure must be awfully important to him because we have the pleasure button and we're the only ones who do. And so why would, why would God not want us to connect with that part of us that receives pleasure so quickly and so divinely and so deeply but we're taught like hands off, don't touch, don't look, don't do anything that there's shame. And so the, the thing that really helped me just to step into that, into all of me as a woman, like, how come I can touch my elbow, but I can't touch my breast. Why, why is my breast off limits to me or my nipples off limits to me or my clit off limits to me? Like, okay. But I did, I needed to get that confirmation. Like this is okay because of thousands of years of conditioning. And I couldn't even get the question asked before I got that huge green light. Yes. Because here's the thing I'm, I'm discovering myself so that I know what I like and what I don't like. I, I, I I gotta, I gotta experiment on food. If I know if I'm going to like a piece of food or not. So I gotta, I gotta taste the food, whether I know I'm going to enjoy it or not. Same thing here. It's not so that I can get a higher high. And I think this is where we go off and we put these huge barriers in our path. You know, when they talk about, don't do it to consume it upon your lust, that that's not what it is. When it becomes, when it becomes a drug, then we got a problem when it's only about the higher high and the higher high, then we start getting into dangerous, dark areas. But when it's how do I receive and how does my body speak to me? And how does God speak to me through my body? Cause he does when it becomes about that and connecting with you and then connecting with your partner and your spouse and connecting with God. Why, why would that be a red light? Yeah. Well, it's so, so interesting because most, most spiritual models, you know, whatever the theology is of the tradition, right. They all talk about an almost hushed tones. Like, yeah, 
And the ultimate experience of connection is between a husband and male in marriage, you know, sexually. And Uh then there's literally, and then that's it. And then that's it. (laughs) Right. You know, they're like, Hey, guess what? Everything leads to this, but we don't want to talk about sex and it's, it's not safe to talk about and It's uncomfortable. You can't have Mm -hmm. both, right. You can't have beliefs. You and I both know that you can't have beliefs around. This is dirty. This isn't pure. This isn't of God. And then somehow get to this high divinity place in this connection with your spouse, because your beliefs are what you're manifesting, right? Yes. 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 So let's talk a little bit about that. Just the mechanics of manifesting beliefs and, you know, some of the things you teach, maybe just a few for the couple, because some people are like, yeah, you're right. I really, I really am afraid, or I do have a belief that that's bad or wrong. And they're going to need permission from their source. I get that right. To even start that process because mm-hmm. they trust God, not us. And I love that. Trust your own gut, please. Yep. But, um, if you do get that green light, then what? Then you start exploring. Okay. And you start experimenting. Then you start just, just seeing it's really interesting because women have as many blocks around money as they have around sex. Yeah. Those are big topics. Yeah. Money, sex, money, sex. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, one of the things that, so I, I'm all about prosperity, but it's prosperity in all areas of your life. So it's not just about money. It's not just about wealth creation. It's about prosperity in your finances, in your relationships, in your spirituality, in your health, physical health, mental health, emotional health, like all of that. And the easiest, the easiest way to pull women in is through money because everybody, everybody wants to learn how to make more money. But when we realize it's not about the money at all, it's about what do you believe about how does God support you? Do you believe that everything always works out for you? Or do you believe that you, you got to wait for the other shoe to drop or life can't get too big or something's going to fall apart? Do you believe that, that the universe is constructed in such a way that you are supported every second of your existence? And most of us don't run that program. And so it's about, it's about changing the belief, which is just making a decision about how life actually works because you made the decision about how it worked when you were three. And it certainly doesn't serve you now. Life is scary and other people have more power than you. And you have to ask permission from everybody outside yourself in order to actually want something. We're taught that at a very, very young age. And it served us to keep us safe. And, you know, all of that when we were three and four and 10 and 11. And now that, you know, we're 20, 30, 40 and beyond, like, not serving us so much when we have these really divinely inspired desires, but we're like, life doesn't work for us. And I'm greedy and selfish if I want money. And I'm a whore if I want to have an orgasm. And so we've got to start making different decisions and we've got to start claiming our own power because what I realized is no one's going to give me permission to be powerful. No one is ever going to tell me that I'm enough because it's not their job. It's mine. It's mine to decide that I'm enough as flawed as I am. I'm a work in progress, just like every other person on the planet is. And I make mistakes and I fall down every single day, but I get to decide that I'm enough to create the reality I desire right now. And I have the tools within me right now to be able to do that. That that's one of the ways, like, I mean, we, we women sacrifice ourselves on the altar of processing and we sacrifice our, our progress on the altar of processing. I got to process through this. Well, haven't you been processing this for like 12 years now? Like, <laughs> can we, can we like, and, and this is me not dissing process. Like, I know that's really important, but most of the time, what we think we're processing, all we're doing is regurgitating. Yeah. We're, we're ruminating. I, it's actually one of the biggest uh, blocks I removed in my sexual relationship with my spouse. I said, I would always say to him, 
Cause of course I do my work and I was like, you know, I'm working through my inner child stuff and I'm, I'm working through my confidence stuff. And I said, when I get through all that stuff, then I think sexuality is like the last thing that will come. And of course he's my husband's patient and loving. And he's like, okay, you know, I'll wait, I guess on that patience, patience. Right. <laughs> and right. then one day I came to him as I figured this out, God spoke to me and I was like, guess what? I can actually do it now. I am going to always be processing in all those areas. Like I can actually do it now. It's just, it's just me deciding it's now. So guess what? I decide to work on my sexual relationship with myself, like you said, and then you now, and I don't have to be whole and complete and healed and, and I've arrived in order to have that. I can do it now. So I really love the, it's about now because how many of us have a mindset that pleasure is a delayed thing. It's a later thing. Like if I suffer and sacrifice someday, somewhere I'll be joyful and happy And yet in my perspective, joy is a now thing. You can't experience joy next Thursday because next Thursday isn't here. You can't create your future next Wednesday. You create your future now. The only time that actually exists is now. And so, so it is like, you get to make that decision that now I'm enough and now I move forward and now I change the direction and I can hear somebody saying, oh, it's easier said than done, Allison. Well, yeah. everything is, you, you just make the decision and you commit to the decision. You don't commit to how you're going to do it. You're just going to commit to the decision and start moving in the direction that that decision, i.e. your desire takes you. And then you just watch how God puts people and podcasts and books and mentors and conversations right along your path that sustain you as you go. It's the most remarkable, miraculous thing. All you have to do is make the new decision and commit to the decision. And it starts now. And that's so liberating. Like you break through so many blocks just by doing that. Yeah. I think the biggest blocks for women is I haven't earned it yet. I'm not worthy of it. Oh, but who determines your worthiness? Who determines your deservingness or your earningness? You. Yeah. You. And I, and I think that the biggest breaking through is just, I am worthy just to really step into that. Like I am, I'm created worthy. God doesn't create things that aren't beautiful and worthy, right? That's, I am. Yeah. 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 Like, like, so we run this, I'm not enough and I'm not worthy. And so like the enoughness, like you just spoke into it, like you were born enough. All right. You're already enough. You're I just lost track of it somewhere by all these false beliefs. (laughs) Yeah. By people telling me that I wasn't so because they were trying to rob my power, you know? Okay. There we go. How about worthy? I, I once heard somebody say worthy means fit for a cause. I was like, oh, dang, does this cause light me up? This cause of discovering who I really am, what really lights me up, what my purpose is here on earth, that lights me up. I'm fit for that cause. Even though I don't have all the tools yet, I'm worthy. I'm fit for it because it lights me up. I love this. So, so as we're finishing it, let, tell me a little bit, maybe more, um, you know, I love this. This is exactly what I was hoping for today, Allison. You delivered big time. So thank you so much. Um, but I, this true North, and it sounds to me like you mean, if I'm the listener that it's going to be following my heart, my desires, um, you know, letting God take me there, like letting universe take me on the journey um, and, and getting out of my way with these beliefs and these things that were disempowering. What else would you say as we kind of finish up here? I would say that it'll probably be at first the most difficult mission that you will step into yeah. because we're not allowed to let life get really, really good. And this is really, really good. 
<laughs> your desires and your heart lead you to things that feel unreasonable in the moment. And you don't see how it's going to happen. Well, ladies, the, how is not your part. The, how is God's part. And the, when is also God's part. So as you, as you lean into your desires, you lean into those yearnings and those longings of your heart and you start following them, the house will be made manifest to you, which means you'll just get a little tool here and a little piece here. And sometimes a huge chunk there as you just keep following. And when the doubt and the fear come turn away from it and you just keep your eye on your desire, let your desire lead you make decisions based on your desire to grow, not based on your desire to stay physically safe. Because oh when goodness. you make Amen. those decisions based on your desire to grow, everything else take, gets taken care of, including your physical safety, including love, including esteem, including honor, all of those things get taken care of as you continually make decisions based on your desire to grow. I love that. Also, it sounds like we're allowing that, that all of it, right. The, the child, the now divine woman to just step back into the safety that is God and let God be the safety yes. and you to just be the, the instrument. Yes. I love the that. journey is the destination, right? So I'm very clear that the journey has to be filled with ease and joy and dazzle and delight and miracles and pleasure as I go, because the journey is the destination. And what I love, and that's why I wanted to highlight the beginning is that and Allison's journey hasn't had all of that. She's had all of the, you've had a full life. You've had some downsides. You've had some tough moments. You've absolutely, but it sounds like it, you didn't let it get in your way of moving towards your North and knowing who you were and that that was just a moment in time and it didn't define you. No, I decided it wouldn't define me. Like I, I can teach you how to create enormous amounts of sex success with enormous amounts of struggle. I know how to do it. We all know how to do it, but I also it. know how to create enormous amounts of success with zero struggle. I prefer the way I teach it now. <laughs> it's so much more fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I, I really think this is going to resonate with our audience. I really do. And, um, and what a gift you are. I'm so glad you decided to follow your North. And I think that's the, I think that's the point that I hope for all the women, I think you and I both know that when it comes to God, it's a round table. Like there's a literally a place for every single one of us. And every one of us has a very unique piece to fulfill. And it's not going to look like Allison. It's not going to look like summer. It's going to look like you. Cause I always tell people all the time, not everybody loves studying trauma, you know, like how, how does that dazzling and fun? Right. No, but for some reason, I actually love learning about the healing process. And I, if, if there's a fire or a difficult thing, I'm like running into it. Like, how can I be part of this healing? I actually kind of like hanging out in that dark night with people. That's something in my heart loves to be part of that new birth of a, of a beautiful light. Mm -hmm. Everything has to birth somewhere. Right. Yes. And I love being in the bright light space too. I have to, I hang out there for my self-care, right? I do for my own self, but I'm not afraid of the dark places either. And I think that everybody's different. And I think we just have to let ourselves be what we are. I, I've done a lot of going to God and saying, who am I really? Not know what people have said, right? But who am I really? And then just letting that show up in the world and what people say of me isn't what I am, right? Correct. Love Correct. that. So much. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Where can people find you, Allison, if they want to learn more about you? Do you know what? You can go to my website, 
alisonchavis.com or come play with me on Facebook. I have mm-hmm. a free Facebook group. It's called the prosperity experience. I'm in there doing lives every Wednesday. It's called Wednesday wisdom. And I'm not about the theory of prosperity. I'm about the boots on the ground strategies to live prosperity without any sort of struggle. So come play with us there in that Facebook group, the prosperity experience. I'd love to see you there. I'm part of that group. I follow you as well. And it is wonderful. So I recommend it to all. All right. Thank you so much for being here today. And we'll talk to you again soon.